This morning, uh, what I want to do is take a look at God's Word uh, out of the book of Psalms. If you can just turn uh, your Bibles, your PDAs, your telephones, whatever it might be, to the book of Psalms, chapter 143. And what I'd like to do this morning is uh, quote one of our nation's premier philosophers of our time, Charlie Brown. There's a comedy clip where uh, Sally has this booth set up, and it's a psychiatry booth. How many know Charlie Brown's always depressed? He's always frustrated. There's always something going on in his life, and so he comes to the, to the booth where Sally is set up, and uh, he's frustrated about life. And so uh, simply uh, Sally speaks to him, and uh, she says, Look, Charlie Brown, life is like a game. You win some, and you lose some. Charlie Brown thought about that for a while, and he looks to Sally and he says, you know, I think I'd just like to get into the playoffs. <laughs> and you know, that's the way it is sometimes in life because we go through things, we, we deal with issues, things uh, that in life come against us, and that's just the way life is. And sometimes we get to the point where, man, I just want to make it to the next day. I, I just want to survive till tomorrow. Charlie Brown was frustrated and concerning the playoffs, and I started thinking about that. And when I think about playoffs and being frustrated, I think about the person that I would give the frustration award to in the football playoffs. He's a Dallas Cowboy kicker, Brett Mayer. I mean... He set an NFL record for missing four, not two, one, three, but four extra point in one game. And then the next game, if it hadn't been blocked, he would have missed that one too. But you know, the sad thing is we laugh and yeah, nah, nah. But prior to that game with, with, with uh, who, who was that? That was... Uh, Tom Brady's team. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> he had a great record. He had a good record. But something snapped and something happened. What happened? Listen. Cian Bellock, she's a cognitive scientist who studies these kinds of things. And she's the president of Bernard College. And she wrote the book, Choke. And this is what she said. It's just really underscores, she's talking about Brett Mayer, it just really underscores that success in these high levels of athletics is just not what your body can do, but it's how your mind operates. It's how your mind operates. Up until that game, he was solid. He was on point. 
but something took place, was going on in his life where he probably lost focus. Something took over, and then from there on, it was like he, he had the shanks. You know what? He, he, he choked when it came time for him to do his job. And for you and I this morning, we need to understand that we, we, we can't avoid frustration. And I'm sure that those things frustrated him to no end. Every single time he was called up to kick that ball, I'm sure things were going through his mind. He was anxious and things happening, uh, and uh, he was dealing with that. So will you and I have to deal with frustrations. But we don't have to be ruled by it. We will experience frustration. The negativity surrounding frustration exists more in our mind and our thinking than it does in reality. And so I'm going to look with you about this morning and talk about frustration and how it does affect our thinking and eventually, if not dealt with correctly, begins to deal with uh, destiny, begins to deal with our lives and how we handle things around us. It's important. And out of the book of Psalms, chapter 143, verse 3, the psalmist is writing, and you can sense in his life what he's going through. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. You could sense, even though the word frustration is not used anywhere in this psalm. You can sense the frustration of the psalmist here in these scriptures, can't you? Because he's crying out to God, and he feels like God has left him, and he cries out, and he weeps, and he's seeking God, and he has, like, it senses like God is not answering or even listening, and he's wondering what is going on. Frustration is an emotion that everyone here is experienced or will experience at one time or another. No matter what our age is, no matter what our life's experiences are. The word frustration comes from the Latin word frustrati, meaning to deceive or disappoint. And when frustration begins to, to come into our lives, it's because we are disappointed about something that is important to us. It's, it's because of something that, that we have invested in that has not come to pass. And we understand that life is always going to be full at times of frustrations that lead to disappointments. From minor irritations like losing your car keys. How many have ever done that? Or misplaced them? Last week I misplaced my wallet. I didn't know where it was. And I'm looking, I'm searching in my briefcase, and I've got a bunch of slots, and I'm looking, opening each one, tearing it apart, looking in the car, on the floor, under the seats, and I'm, I'm frustrated. 
And what did I have to do? There was something that I had to deal with that I had to let that go to the back of my mind because I didn't know where my wallet was and there's credit cards in the wallet. So I call up and I cancel all the credit cards. I'm driving home and I have my granddaughter in the back seat and I said, man, I don't know what happened to my wallet. Oh, Papa, I saw a wallet on top of my dresser. <laughs> okay. Got home, went to her dresser, and there was my wallet. Frustrations. It's more in our thinking and our mind than it is in reality, because in reality, the wallet wasn't lost. It was always there. Frustration comes even to the major points in our lives that we want to accomplish life's goals, getting better jobs, getting frustrated because we got sick and you got to stay in bed and you can't do what you need to do. Frustration comes at all kinds of different levels. Make plans, have dreams, set goals. Sometimes they just don't materialize. Someone said, such is the nature of life. Life is a series of celebrations intermingled with a series of disappointments and frustrations. And so if you and I were to sit down and write out the frustrations that we've had since we can remember, we could fill volumes, can't we? We could fit volumes. Some of you came to church and you're frustrated. You got here and something has frustrated you and you had to deal with it and you're wondering, how is this going to work out? Well, guess what? This message is for you. God's going to help you this morning to understand that when you get to those points in life when frustration seems to overwhelm you, and, and seems to take the, the, the main spot in your life, slow down, begin to take a deep breath, and listen to God's word, so that God can begin to help you through those things that you're frustrated about. Number one, anyone who tries to achieve anything in life will experience frustration. Frustration is the mother of all expectations. And when you stop and think about it, that's what happens because when things don't happen the way we want, turn out the way we want them to turn out, the end result, we've been expecting this and we get this or we don't get this and frustration ensues. See, only those who never bother to try to achieve or accomplish anything or go beyond where they are in life, they'll probably never ever experience frustration because they're satisfied with the status quo. Isn't that true? Do you ever meet anybody like that? Kiss it sit up. What will be, will be. No, no cares in the world. It's just like, I don't care. I'm happy the way things are. You'll probably never get frustrated then. See, the point is, we never get frustrated in the things that we're not invested in. Remember that. For instance, 
If the stock market is crashing and going down and you're not invested in the stock market, big deal. I could care less. Let it go up, let it go down. I don't care. I'm not going to get frustrated over it. But if you've got money in the stock market, then you begin to become anxious. And, and if you're not careful, you get frustrated. Bitcoins, digital currency. If you're invested in digital currency, man, the last few weeks uh, of the news that you're, you're frustrated and you're going crazy. But if you're not, big deal, who cares? Let it all go down. <laughs> Why? Because you have nothing invested in it. See, we only get frustrated with the things that we invest our lives in. With those things that we're invested in when it comes to personal areas of our life. It's a normal part of life's experience. And the more you invest to try to accomplish something, uh, the more you open yourself up for times of frustration. Because things aren't always going to work out the way you want them to work out. Frustration creates uh, expectation. Look at your marriage. If your marriage is going through some rough points and it's going through some struggles, I guarantee you frustration is going to be there because things are not working out the way you envisioned them to work out. That's why you need to be here Sunday. Possibly you're dealing with your career. In your mind, you envisioned, and, you know, in your marriage, you envisioned everything was going to be perfect, and it's going to be like this, and she's going to do this, and he's going to do this, and it's going to work out, and it's, it's the exact opposite. In your job, in your career, you expect it to be at a certain place, at a, at a, at a, receiving certain amounts of, of finances, or whatever the case may be, or job security, or, or promotion levels, and it just hasn't worked out the way you thought, and imagined, imagined it was going to be, I guarantee you frustration is going to be there. Maybe ministry, maybe your kids aren't turning out the way you wanted them to turn out, etc., and so on. You follow me here this morning? Because you've invested in these things. You, you personally have spent time and prayer, if that's the case as Christians, and seeking God about these things, and it just hasn't happened. So what is frustration? Frustration is an emotion. And that's what that doctor was saying took place. It went beyond skill. It went beyond your skill levels, but had to do with your emotions and your thinking. The more important the goal the more important the investment, the bigger investment you've made in any specific thing, the greater the potential for frustration. In fact, even sometimes, God gets involved and frustrates our plans, doesn't he? Well, what do you mean? Well, listen to Job chapter 5 and verse 12. You know, Job went through a lot of things in his life as, as you read the book of Job. 
and uh, things took place in his life with his family, you know, number one, the devil comes to God and begins to challenge and speak to God about Job, look, and he's serving you because all he has and blah, 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 and, you know, et cetera, and so on, and so now Job is going through, through struggles in his life because God gave the enemy permission to, he got boils and he gets sick and his wife curses him and says, die. And I guarantee you, Job was frustrated because Job probably didn't figure life was going to be like that. He was on top. But God had other plans for Job. Listen to verse 5, chapter, chapter 5, verse 12 and 13. He frustrates the plans of the crafty so that their hands cannot accomplish what they had planned. He catches the wise in their own craftiness and the counsel of the cunning is brought to a quick end. Because sometimes we think we're going to be smart and cute and make plans that maybe we haven't even sought God about. Have you ever done that? Have you ever made decisions or, or did things without consulting God and said, this is what's going to be, this is what's going to happen, this is how it's going to work out, and you didn't spend one second in prayer? Didn't open your Bible one time to find out what God maybe had to say about that, that thing that you're, you're trying to do. And it doesn't come to pass. And the reason it didn't come to pass is because God frustrated your plans. And so this morning we need to understand that frustration is going to take place at every level in our lives that we need to learn to deal with that when it comes because it will come. We see this in the life of Moses. We know the story of Moses. He's raised in, 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 in Pharaoh's household and um, Pharaoh's daughter finds him there in the marshes and so on. We know that we've all seen Ten Commandments. And there comes a time where Moses goes and starts looking at the work that's done, being done by the slaves there in Egypt. And he sees an Egyptian that mistreats a Jew, an Israelite, and he's beating him. And Moses steps in and he kills that Egyptian. And in the book of Acts, chapter 24 through 28, we have that story. And so Moses, in his mind and his thinking, was thinking he was going to identify with them because he's learned his, who he was now. And he's thinking he's going to gain points with the Jews and their suffering. And things were supposed to turn out better. In verse 25, listen, listen to what it says about Moses' plan and his action. Moses assumed his fellow Israelites would realize that God had sent them to rescue them, but they didn't. You see, we get frustrated a lot of times because we love to assume, don't we? Well, I assume that this is what you were going to do, or this is what you were going to say, or this is what they were going to give me, etc., and on and on and on. And Moses assumed that they were going to look at him as a hero, 
The word assumed is past tense. What does that mean? Well, Moses had this little film playing in his mind. And Moses was the writer, the director, the producer, and the actor in his film in his mind. Just kind of like you and I. When we start to plan things out and we start to develop things in our mind and put scenarios together and cetera and so on and we've already got it there it's done and then when we go to that specific thing we're trying to get done now and we've already planned it out we've already assumed it's going to take place and when it doesn't happen guess what takes place disappointment because that's that's what frustration is defined as. Deception and disappointment. And this is what happened to Moses. He thought he was going to be the great liberator and deliverer and hero of the Israelites. He was sincere. You know, we sincerely want things not only for ourselves, for our families, ministry, etc., and so our children, we sincerely want them. But see, because we are sincere in our actions doesn't necessarily mean that it's what needs to take place, that it's what we should be doing. This is why it's so important to seek God. This is why it's so important to pray, to get God involved in our plans that we are filming and making up in our minds. And so Moses comes to a place in verse 26 and 28. Listen to what it says. The next day after he had killed that Egyptian, he goes back to where the Jews are working, Israel is working. And again, he saw some of them fighting together. Now these are the Israelites fighting together. Two guys. And he tried, the Bible says, to be a peacemaker. Men, he said, you're brothers. Why are you fighting each other? But the man in the wrong pushed Moses aside. Listen to what he tells Moses. Who made you a ruler and judge over us? He asked. Are you going to kill us like you killed that Egyptian yesterday? And when Moses heard that, he fled the country and lived as a foreigner in the land of Midian. You see, what a shock. Not only did it work out for Moses on the first day that he killed the Egyptian, it didn't work for, out for him on the second day where he tried to stop two guys from fighting and being a peacemaker. Nothing worked out for him. What did he do? He ran away. We do that, don't we? There are times when we feel like Moses. We have it all worked out. It's ready to go. And when it doesn't, the devil lies to us. And we start to pull back and pull away from God, from ministry, from our marriage, from our family, etc., and so on. That's what frustration does. 
It's deception. That's the definition of it. It is disappointment. Why? Because you invest so heavily in your dreams, in your goals, uh, and, and, and your desires uh, that we set ourselves up many times for failure. Frustration, if we're not careful, begins to cause you and I to begin to do things by ourselves and on our own strength. Listen to Moses. During his first 40 years, Moses, his time in Pharaoh's court, he had power. He was, had authority. He was in charge. He was something. But at the end of his second 40 years, guess what happened? Spending time in the wilderness, he discovered he was nothing. He learned at that time in the wilderness that God was everything. You see, this morning, in your times of frustration, in your times that you're going through things, always remember that God is there to see you through it, no matter how you feel, what you see, what people are saying. God is there, and he will see you through it. He will see you through it. Moses had to go and spend time by himself in order to understand that God has to be number one in my life. And we see that once he realized that, that God begins to use him and to bring him into a place of his destiny. And, you know, Moses was human. And his frustration didn't stop here in, in, in the examples that I gave you. Remember the time when people started complaining to him? No food, no water, blah, blah, blah. God told him to speak to the rock, and what did he do? What did he do? Yeah, that's right. He hit it. Frustration. How many know when you're frustrated, you lash out? That, that's what causes so many times the problems in, in marriages. That's what causes the t problems in relationships. Because of frustration that we experience, we take it out on the ones we're supposed to love. The ones we're supposed to take care of. The ones we're supposed to help. This is a good ministry lesson for those in ministry. Because ministry will frustrate you at times as leaders. And if we're not careful, that frustration will begin to spew out and begin to cause problems for those around us. In Psalm chapter 44 and verse 6, in verse 7, the psalmist writes, For I will not trust in my bow, nor will I trust in my sword to save me. But you have saved us from our adversaries, and you have put to shame those who hate us or frustrate us. So the question is, what do we do when things don't turn out or happen the way we supposed they were supposed to. Number one, remember, God is self-governed. God is self-governed. He's not governed by anybody, by any government, any society, any group, or one person. God 
is self-governed. Listen to this. All successful people learn that success is buried on the other side of frustration. So if you're frustrated, that's okay. Everybody's going to get frustrated at some time or another. But the way to be successful when you sense it is to realize God is in control. Number one, God is not controlled by circumstances, your frustrations, or those issues, but he has complete authority. What does that mean? Trust God. Put your trust in God. In those times of frustration, when you want to lash out, when you're going crazy, when things don't make sense, put your confidence in God. Because when you stop trusting God, you lose the peace of God. And frustration begins to take over. Isaiah 26.3, He will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Because, why? He trusts in you. Trust and peace go hand in hand. When you're frustrated and you begin to trust your emotions and trust your feelings and trust, and trust your, your, your thinking, you begin to lose the peace of God. And you begin to step out of the plan of God for your life. You see, God controls everything. And we set ourselves up for failure when we forget that God is in control. Frustration happens when you get ahead of God. I've gotten ahead of God in my life a lot of times. And because I've gotten ahead of God and things didn't work out, I sit there and go, you big dummy. You pinhead. Along with a lot of other words that I probably shouldn't say in my thinking. Because we step ahead of God. And it's so critical that when frustration comes in our lives that we stop. Take a deep breath and begin to seek the face of God. Friday night, we have prayer central. I would think we would pack this place out at prayer central because of the frustrations that life can bring. How do people deal with frustrations without prayer? I do not, I can't imagine how that can happen. I just can't imagine that. Philippians 4, 6 and 7, be anxious for nothing, Paul writes, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Your requests, your desires, your goals, your dreams, your plans. How, when we do that, I guarantee you it says now, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension or understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Wow. See, there it is right there. There's the answer to your frustrations, to your anxieties, to your disappointments. Bring them to God in prayer. Seek the face of God and be thankful that God has allowed us to come into his presence. Thank God. Don't look at it as just, oh, another church service, another prayer service, 
another men's ladies service? No. Hey, I get to go into the presence of the Lord. And because I'm going into the presence of the Lord, the peace of God is going to come upon my life. And God's going to guard my heart when I want to scream out in frustration. You see, what you need to do is remember God not only controls, he's self-governed, but yet has a plan and a purpose as we know already for our lives. Psalm 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. When we seek God and we pray and we bring our frustrations to the Lord, God begins to guide us and lead our steps. In spite of what we feel, in spite of the frustrations, I think about Joseph's life. We hear a lot about Joseph. Joseph had his dreams. But they didn't come and pan out. Even though they were from God, it still didn't come to pass the way he thought they were going to pass. Thrown into prisons, sold into slavery, seduced, let down by people that he interpreted dreams for in prison and forgotten about. You can imagine, maybe Joseph had the right to be frustrated because things didn't work out according to plan. How many know sometimes we get frustrated with people? Keep your eyes forward. No looking side to side, front and forward, just straight ahead. We get frustrated with people. That's life. Joseph, the cupbearer, the baker. Hey, man, what's up? You told me you were going to tell Pharaoh about me. Years passed. What happened? Psalms 118, eight, verse 8 says, Better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. <laughs> you see, Joseph didn't allow his dreams and understanding that God had control of his life. He didn't allow man to upset what God was going to do in his life. He didn't allow them to frustrate him. He trusted God every step of the way. Proverbs 16.9 says, A man's heart devises his way, his plans, our hearts. We know what we want to do, but the Lord directs his steps. In other words, you have your way, but God has his way. And when we ignore God's way, guess what's going to happen? We're going to get frustrated. Joseph, in his life, he stood with God. He trusted God. He followed God, and God led him in the right directions of blessing. Someone said when we can't see God's hand, we must trust his heart. Sometimes we don't understand and can't see how God is doing something. We can't see. I can't see God's hand in this. Have you ever said that? How can this be God? I think we've all done that at some time, point in another, out of frustration. 
And when those things happen, then we need to lean on God's character. That God is always faithful. He will never leave us, never forsake us. And God has a heart to, for you and for me. We sang that song, He calls me friend. What an honor to be called a friend of God. And he's a friend that will never forget about us and never leave us, the Bible says. Because years later, Joseph's words were these. To his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Joseph always had his heart and mind set on the love and trust in God's word. To conquer frustration, you need to remain focused intensely on the outcome, not the obstacles. Don't look at what's in your way. Look at what God has promised. Don't look at all the junk that's there, but look beyond that into the heart and the promises of God. Paul writes in Philippians 4 and 11, Paul, I'm sure, was frustrated in his life as he planted churches, as he ministered the Word of God. I want our worship team to make the way up this morning. Listen to what Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4 and in verse 11. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. But I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. All things uh, through my frustrations, uh, through my ups and my downs in life that are going to come, the disappointments, uh, the things that I have invested in, if they don't work out, if it doesn't happen, uh, I can still do everything through Christ because He is my strength. He's my, my tower strong tower, my high tower, my shield, my buckler, my fortress. That's the God that I serve. When Paul says, in whatever state, he's talking about circumstances. And he learned to, he chose to learn from those circumstances and disappointments. Because he said, I'll be better for them. So, this morning, life's disappointments are actually God's appointments. Because it has to do with our thinking. And what we think is a disappointment, and we call it a frustration. God says, I've got plans beyond that for you. I've appointed some things and prepared some things to take place. So how do I overcome frustration? Refuse 
to pull away and run away like Moses did from the brothers and the sisters in the Lord. Do not isolate yourself when you're frustrated. Get locked in even more so into the, the fellowship of the brothers and sisters in the Lord. Come to church more often than you probably would. Do not allow the frustration to cause you to run away. Because we need friends. We need friends that can help us in our time of affliction. Job chapter 6 and verse 14. To him who was afflicted, kindness should be shown by his friend even though he forsakes the fear of the Almighty. Show kindness. That's where you're going to find it, in the house of the Lord, if you're frustrated. And lastly, trust God. We talked about that. Put your trust in God. Why? Because he has a good track record, doesn't he? <laughs> God has a good track record. He never fails, unlike us. Trust God. And then I should say, lastly, adjust your expectations. Adjust them. Remember, people are human. We get frustrated because we expect sometimes too much from some people. People are imperfect. People are not perfect. And we get frustrated because we expect people to be perfect. Guess what? We're the human race. And that's why we need God. Only Jesus is perfect. So adjust your expectation to those places and those people that maybe constantly are frustrating you. Bring it down a notch. Well, maybe they're not a number 10. I'll bring them down to a number 7. Maybe down to a number 5. Bring them down to a number 3. And if they, 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 they surpass and go to a number 6, you'll be blessed. Adjust your expectations. Cast your burden upon the Lord, and He will sustain you. The Bible tells us. As we bow our heads before the Lord this morning and close our eyes, frustrations. It's not fun. We're human, it's going to happen. But it's how we view them 